and welcome to the Social Unicorns podcast. I'm here with Jo. Hello. And I am Georgie and today we are talking about something that Jo and I rant to each other about on a very regular basis and that is TV shows attempting to represent social media. Yep. Yep. And when we say represent social media, there are some shows that, you know, that that do it pretty well. It's integrated into, you know, the daily conversation about, oh, hey, did you see that tweet? And that's fine. But there are some shows that literally leave Joe and I pretty much screaming and heckling at the TV. That's not real life. Or... (laughs) how is that possible or that's so rubbish or oh god that's so cringe yeah yeah and there are some that are absolutely terrifyingly kind of bang on but anyway we're going to go into the misleading cringe fest ones that irritate us the most first I think what do you think Joe? Yep, let's start with the negative and end on a positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not negative, it's just, this is a bit more of a ranty podcast, because this is something yeah. that we both feel quite strongly about. Let's yeah. start with the one that I think, I I watched this first, and then I said to Joe, oh God, watch out, a really, really annoying bit is coming. And that yeah. is the show The Bold Type. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You thought I was going to go with another one, yeah, but I'm going I'm, I'm to start with this one because it's a great show. It's a feel good, you know, relatively entertaining show of like career girls kicking ass. Yeah. But there is a social media expert on there who just drives us insane. Oh, it's the worst. And like, as you say, it's a really fun show. Great fashion well questionable fashion in some scenes but (laughs) it's like really like fun and creative and bright colors and as you say all focuses around these three girls that are all kicking ass in various different aspects but yeah for anyone that hasn't watched it it's basically three girls in new york they work at this really cool magazine um it's got a lot in it about sort of feminism and fighting for what you believe and your values and all that kind of stuff and it's all really cool however there's one character out of the three main characters who is a woman called Kat and she is great um, but she is a social media director at this magazine and what she what is conveyed as her job is so not how social media works it's so irritating to watch because she basically just swans about doing whatever and consistently threatens to tweet about like her personal sort of a personal agendas through mm. the company account and that is the bit that really gets to me because it's just not cool you would fire someone if they kept doing that you really would and it's she says like oh i really think that i want to tweet about this but she's not using her own Twitter. She's using the magazine's Twitter account. Yeah, it's, it's like there is no social strategy to that. It is, as you say, it's a personal vendetta. And she walks around with that phone constantly glued to her hand. And <laughs> Some it's people like, do that. <laughs> I mean, I do that. 
But <laughs> the way it's <laughs> when you see someone in this show doing that, I just look and I'm like, oh my god, put your phone down. And she, yeah. it's like she's carrying around this weapon and she is not yeah. afraid to use it. And it's just so, some of the things, I mean, some of the things that they raise in this show, they are very important issues and they're very current, they're very topical issues. I fully understand all of that. But some of it is just not appropriate to talk about. I don't care how forward thinking and journalistic and whatever the company or the magazine or the publication is it just wouldn't happen Agreed. and she she just goes to these photo shoots captures this video goes like oh great that's on our instagram and that's gonna have like ten thousand likes by tomorrow and i'm like i love the impression <laughs> <laughs> can you feel how enraged i am about this it's I, so wh- funny like... i just it just drives me bonkers but also just while I'm on my little ranty piece here, the other character, Sutton, oh. suddenly decides in season three or four. I think it's later on than that. It's probably like four or five. Oh my God, how many seasons are there? I binge watched oh, this. There are four. There are four, I think. In the okay, so it's season four. Out. Yeah. Okay, it's season four then. She basically decides to become a stylist influencer. And within apparently like two weeks, she had like, like, oh, great, you got 25,000 followers. I'm like, that is the biggest pile of shit I've heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? It, it? it all happens because she decides that she wants to go into like styling. And I think Kat, the social media director, says, um, oh, you should set up an Instagram and I'll then, help like, you. Yeah, and then you're right. Like literally, like two days later, she's like, "Oh my god, I got like forty thousand followers." <laughs> and she's got the swipe up, and she's like being approached by brands who want to work with her. And I'm like, "Come on!" Yeah. Like number one, this does not make our jobs easy. And <laughs> number two, it gives a very, very full sense of hope to anybody out there who actually wants to do this. Because yeah, let's be honest, that's... Instagram these days is not a lot of fun. Yeah, agree. And that that's really the bit that I take issue with, because I think people do look at it and go, oh, well, you literally just have to post a picture. And if people like it, then you'll just get tons of followers. And that might have been correct in 2012 when Instagram first became a thing. But that is so not how it works now. You have to be so incredibly lucky to go viral in that sense. There, there's no gaming the algorithms or things no. anymore. I really don't think... That there kind is. of thing. That kind of thing only happens if you're Jennifer Aniston and you join Twitter, and the next day you've got sorry, you join Instagram, and the next day you've got a million followers. Yeah, but that's just because of who you are. That's yeah, nothing exactly. to do with what you're posting. Exactly. I mean, there are some accounts that do still somehow hit like the jackpot gold, but we all know the kinds of accounts that they are, and yeah. it, it's happening less and less these days. Yeah, but even like those accounts are probably like meme accounts and like the more fun things that are relatable to people. But even so, like they don't just become a thing overnight. There will have been a gradual increase and suddenly things will have started to snowball. You still have to put in that initial work Mm. to get to the end goal. You don't just set up and then next week have hundreds of followers. On a side note, I actually read something interesting about TikTok. I found this whole... I think it was actually a TikTok video about TikTokers. Talk about 
like inception or whatever the word is um but it was basically a guy saying like you know all these accounts that you love look what they were doing before they got good or before they got popular yeah and it was all this random content and then suddenly this girl did this one random thing one day and it exploded so now her tiktok is all about that one thing as opposed to all the amazing variety that came before that yes that's so, so true i was looking at um an account last night where it was basically this girl who he was renovating this incredible house somewhere in the middle of nowhere in America and I did that exact same thing I went to her feed and went back and she was actually just uploading TikToks about general life but then all of a sudden when she got this house she started posting renovation stuff and it really snowballed and then from that point on that's all she posted about yeah and so let's not be fooled into thinking that you know, this comes easy to people, just something can explode. And then that's kind of what you're trapped creating content about, right? Mm, yeah. But anyway, we digress. The <laughs> other show that I know that Joe thought I was going to mention first. Yeah. <laughs> Emily in Paris. I just can't. <laughs> I just cannot deal with this show. I'll be honest. I literally didn't make it. I think I made it past maybe halfway through episode two. And I was just like, no, 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 no. And it wasn't just because of the social media thing. It was because of how incredibly offensive it was to French people. And <laughs> it was just no. To anyone on every with a brain. Level. I was just, I just can't. I know, I know that it's supposed to be fun and sort of a little bit tongue in cheek and people love it because it's so crap. I just cannot deal with it. It, I actually started watching it again a couple of days ago for the I purpose of this episode. Oh, please oh, don't. Okay. If it was for this, then fine. If it was Thank our choice, you. then I judge you. <laughs> no, research purposes only. And I was like, is this as bad as I remember? And unfortunately, yes, it is. There's mm. another season coming, Joe. I, I feel like I need to prepare <laughs> you for this. But, but in this one, again, so it's this character who moves to the... French office of their company completely unexpected and kind of unannounced from what I can make out and she just comes isn't in it, like sorry, isn't it because her boss gets fell pregnant job, oh that was it and she literally just goes oh but you can go instead even though her boss was like this really senior person who could speak French yeah <laughs> like, in what world does this happen like what was it, your job well this is it number one that doesn't happen number two she honestly she just I I watched this episode like yesterday she sits in the office she's like oh hey you know I'm here to actually you know help you do your social media and they said well in France we're quite good at social media she goes yeah but social media was made in America so I know better basically oh that just makes me physically (laughs) tense up Honestly, but that's exactly what she said. And then it's like things of her like walking around Paris, taking a picture and captioning it, putting it on her Instagram. And you could just see that her follow account is like climbing. And she goes to an event, basically that she wrangles an invite to. This huge luxury goods event, a big, big deal. And she decides to completely ignore what the social strategy was and what the plan was, completely do her own thing create this whole other story posts it without approval nobody else seeing it again she's got the logins on that mobile phone which doesn't leave her hands and she gets like applauded for it and like oh my god we want you on the account forever and I'm like you would be sacked yeah in a heartbeat 
on the spot. It doesn't matter how happy the client is. In fact, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I do think that, you know, if even one thing had gone wrong with it, you would, I, 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 I just can't. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just can't. But she just, honestly, she just swans about Paris, telling people what to do with their social media, ignores when people says not to do it, does it anyway, and just goes completely off script and does whatever the hell she wants. And again, seems to get these absolutely miraculous results. So everyone loves her, so everyone's forgiven. You just watch it and you're like, this is not real life. And it is not accurate for our profession. And I feel like we've talked about this before. It's quite hard, and Maya talks about it. It's quite hard to be respected in this profession. Yeah, and this, this kind is of why. show. Yeah, this is why this show does not help. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that is what because I feel like people that are small moles they go and watch these shows, enjoy them, fine. Like if you want to watch Emily in Paris, like I do judge you on some level because I just can't. But also happy for you to go and enjoy it and take it for what it is. But we just, like, people need to realise this is absolutely 100% not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And and it's cringe. It's it's just the worst. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. because you, then, you then, in a professional sense, will come up against people who will have watched shows, and not necessarily those two shows, other shows that have mentioned social media, and they'll think that that is exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. And then there's that expectation on you and you have to go through this really tedious uh, like education with them to try and explain that's not how it works at all. So that's that's the issue that I take with it. Like, fine, enjoy it, take it with a pinch of salt, but literally take it with a pinch of salt and do not apply it to real life. That's my advice. Mic drop, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're not out because now we're going to talk about shows that actually do it well. Yeah, okay, I'm okay. back. I'm back. <laughs> back in the room, okay. So I'm going to go straight in with Black Mirror. Yes, such a great I show. I love Black Mirror. It terrifies the crap out of me, mm-hmm. but I love it. And there's this one particular episode that anyone who works in social media, I think, has probably watched or at least heard about. And it's an episode called Nosedive. I think it's season two. Yeah, I I feel like it was earlier on. In fact, I can't even remember Mm. what season we're up to, but I feel like, yeah, it might have been season two. But it's just brilliant. It's basically all about social credit. So if you do a good thing, then somebody can literally swipe you five stars and it adds to your average rating. That's the general premise of it. And the higher stars, yes, and the highest... (laughs) <laughs> and the higher stars you have the more access you have to like cool things and there's this scene at the very beginning of it I'll never forget it where there's a guy basically begging people please 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 I need I need some five star ratings or I can't get into work because you could only work at this place or have access via your phone or via this app if you had a certain number certain number of stars and his had dropped a bit below and he was trying to get to work, but nobody would let him in. Mm-hmm. And he was being voted down and down and down because of his like desperation, because it wasn't seen as like acceptable in the society. Yeah. And it just it just really struck me. And yeah. it's just so interesting because in the world of like influencers and just general 
you know, all, all of these accounts that are out there now, outside of the main ones, you know, there's obviously, you know, the TikToks, the Instagrams, but there's all these like random secret underground ones. It's like only fans um, <laughs> that celebrities have this platform where it's all just based on like your social currency. Mm. And terrifyingly, did you know that China has been in the progress of launching a social credit system like this for years? I actually didn't know that. Please tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember reading about it at the time and it was this whole thing because of obviously people had watched this Black Mirror episode. They're like, well, actually China's planning this. And I think it's based around WeChat, which they use over there anyway for literally everything. My husband's been over to China and they had to install WeChat to be even be able to get into a taxi yeah. or order their food. It's literally used for everything. I think that, but yeah, China's basically been trying to build this kind of social credit currency system. Um, but I actually read a bit more about it before this episode because it was due to launch a while ago. But apparently, even they're struggling with data collection, or it's there and we don't know about it. But China mm. are planning this in real life. Terrifying. Terrifying, but shows like Black Mirror, I think, really make people think about technology and these kinds of platforms and things in a very different way even that very first black mirror episode the one with the prime minister and the pig oh god <laughs> yeah. but but you can totally see oh, I mean, yeah. look, look at how the government have bowed to pressure over covid and mm. everything over the past like 18 months right you know if there's enough pressure out there via social media the news like general media online outlets yeah it's How, terrifying. It's so scary. And I think Black Mirror does an absolutely incredible job of absolutely nailing it on the head when it comes to sort of social and like real life scenarios around it. Yeah. And I think that's that, my mic drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think that episode Nosedive is definitely it's almost I mean, I know they've obviously taken it to the extreme and they've applied it to ordinary everyday people getting rated for whatever it is they're doing. But equally i feel like that if you're a social media manager that is almost your life every day you're not getting rated out of five but the content that you're posting for a brand is getting judged on some level oh, so, you're, so chasing, true. you're chasing after likes and comments and engagement and whatever it is that you're doing you're basically living that reality that is your reality at work that's how i see it how i took it no, that is actually, I hadn't even thought of it that way. So yeah, yeah actually. You're just constantly fighting an algorithm. Oh, well, I feel that. That you have no <laughs> control over, no insight into. And that, I think I just recognised myself in that guy who was sort of spiralling and panicking. Because when mm. you start to lose against an algorithm, you really do start to lose. And it, it's hard to get back up and fight it. That's No, it's that's true. Just, yeah, that's our life. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And another one that I think absolutely took the world by storm at the time is the um, programme You. Yes. Terrifying. <laughs> Very terrifying. And actually, it, it was quite strange. After that show came out, a lot of people were going on and saying, like, oh, I want a boyfriend like this. And he actually came oh out. The God. actor said, like, you are aware that I was, like, a serial killer, right? Who was saying um, that? 
Well, but people found him really like endearing and attractive. I think because yeah, it's just because he's hot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, no, but I think part of it was that is that he made himself so kind of attractive to the women. It's called they... being manipulative. Well, yeah, but how was he getting that manipulation and that knowledge through social media? Yeah. He was stalking yeah. them through social media and changing who he was to be the person that they wanted to be. Yeah, which you could so easily do. I mean, again, it, it you seems could. crazy because you're watching somebody do it in a very extreme way on a TV show. But we've all stalked people on social media. You, if you are really committed to it, you can find out stuff. And mm-hmm. most people's privacy settings. I mean, it's probably a little bit better now because I think people are slowly becoming more savvy to it. But most people's privacy settings are shocking. Yeah. And it's... There's always ways to find people, right? Um, I remember when I was doing online dating years ago, I worked in a social media agency at the time, and they all thought it would be absolutely hilarious each time I was going on one of these online dates to completely stalk the person that I was going to be meeting up with and see what they could find out about them. Which is the worst thing you can do. It is the worst thing you could do, and it was terrible, and it wasn't helpful, but it kind of became a bit of a funny tradition for a little while, and that I'd just give them, like, their name, that I what I knew of their name and some basic information. They'd be like, right, let's see what we can find. And we were kind of doing it for research at the time because we were doing a lot of, like, B2B social selling. So trying to teach people how to research the people that they were trying to sell to which again just as I'm saying it out loud is like not a great practice but unfortunately I think that's just the way that sales kind of goes these days Mm. with you know online personas etc but you know it was actually always quite amazing Mm. the information that people managed to find out yeah and terrifying it was terrifying and it's it's real life if Mm. you think you know everybody's doing it everybody laughs about being a social media stalker like it's not okay behavior but it's completely normalized and I think that this show actually did a really good job of showing how terrifyingly easy it is to do that yeah and it did it in a really natural non-cringy way I feel it just felt like you know this information's there and this is what you can find it you know some shows do it in a really cringe um like oh you know let's hit the wires and (laughs) tap into the phones and whatever but he was literally doing it as a part of his like normal day something that we could all in theory do ourselves yeah, I mean, like, we all tag ourselves in the location that we're in on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if someone's stalking you and they're stalking you actively, they could go onto your Instagram, if it's public, see where you are and either know that you're out or know where you are to come watch you. Yeah. And I'm sorry <laughs> that that's really creepy, but it's, it's just accurate. I know, I remember at one point, um, holiday companies said that they'd be looking at, travel insurance that if you tagged yourself on social media as being out the country your home insurance wouldn't be valid yes I remember this yeah because you're actively saying well I'm not home go rob my house yeah 
And fair play to the insurers because it's almost like red rag to a bull, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know whatever happened with that. I don't know if that's a thing or or what, but I know that it was one of those things that gets like, you know, talked about at mm-hmm. the time about, you know, well, actually we need to look at this and think about this. So yeah, interesting mm. stuff. Yeah. And then you were mentioning something around the great hack. Yes. So this is almost like the stalking scenario, but in reverse, I guess, because I think so. The Great Hack was the documentary that came out on Netflix, I think like a year or so. I can't remember now, a couple of years ago about all the activity around Cambridge Analytica. And it was obviously huge news, obviously, like really like not not good. But the thing that surprised me most is that when people would come to me and like obviously like people would talk to me about it like my friends would talk to me about it because I'm the one that works in social media so it was a talking point and they would talk about oh you know isn't it terrible how they've used these algorithms and all this data to like target specific people and manipulate them into thinking <laughs> one way or the other and I, mean... I and I would respond and be like yeah but that's literally my job I mean I'm not doing it to like push a political agenda but I am doing it to sell products for my clients so it's literally like we are using the same tools we're using those um, audience segmentation like everything that they were using we are using just for Mm -hmm. a different purpose and people would be like oh well hang on a minute how do Facebook know that I'm I know a 30 year old guy who's into football and I like this and I like that and I'm like it's because it tracks you post about it (laughs) yeah you post about stuff and it literally tracks every single thing that you do on Facebook and builds up a profile it gives me the heebies thinking about it but it's but yeah people don't understand it I mean I actually use it to my advantage now literally two days ago I was looking for um like one of those meal prep service companies mm-hmm. and I couldn't for the life of me remember the name of it but I remember the name of its competitors so I spent some time going on their websites clicking around and everything I was like oh, oh. I'll get ad- I'll get ads for the right thing soon yeah and I did and I did I did so true. So true. <laughs> you know you, if you talk about cats often enough you'll start getting ads for cats yeah. in your phone it you know it's we, we've noticed that it's listening to your whatsapp data because we were talking about something on whatsapp and you suddenly got an ad for it. Do you remember? Yeah, terrifying. It's it's it, but but again, you know, these shows that show this, you know, it's reality and it's bang on. And that's a bit more of like a kind of factual ish one, isn't it? Yeah. Really, in a way. Yeah. But it's but bang on. They were bang yeah, on the bang money. On. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And it's just so interesting looking at all the different shows that integrate social media in different ways. And, you know, if you think about reality shows, even, I was thinking about this and I did, I was doing a bit of reading for this again. And I didn't know this. I used to be obsessed with the show America's Next Top Model in the early (laughs) seasons. I loved it. My sister and I used to watch it like religiously. It was great. Apparently now in the later seasons, they use social media to rank the models now. What do you mean? Well, it's part of what they do. Like, you know, they have to post pictures onto social oh. and the response to it helps like rank them or something. I don't know the details. I didn't look into it fully, but social media is being used in reality TV shows now as a part of like a judging process. 
interesting yeah but then also you think about you know the shows like love island Mm. they cast people from their social media channels there's open casting and everything like yeah right like we know (laughs) realistically that 80 to 90 percent of them are instagram or youtube influencers that have got agents or people watching out for them or there are Mm. scouts out looking for these people you know like x factor you know 80 percent of the finalists are scouted out through youtube and yeah you know spotify and whatever all these channels it's it's such an ingrained part of even the tv that we're watching that we don't even realize it yeah it's used to create drama in shows like made in chelsea i mean i couldn't even i used to watch that i can't i just can't anymore (laughs) i used to love made in chelsea same thing like the i mean for the last i don't know three or four years it's just taken such a nosedive hasn't it (laughs) nosedive (laughs) it's such a shame but yeah, I, it is I a shame. used to love it. It, was, it used to be very tongue-in-cheek and funny, and I missed that. Well, they just create the drama now. I even saw in one of the trailers for the um, series that went live just after the first lockdowns and everything. It was like, oh, I saw an Instagram that immediately after lockdown, you went to this bar, and why wasn't I invited? It's like, oh, Boring. God, really? <laughs> I'm like, you just did the exact same noise that I did when I saw the trailer. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. Like, really? Get imaginative. Like... Oh, it's, it's just not all exciting. about the... No, it's not exciting and it's ridiculous. And you know, it's all entertainment, right? TV is all entertainment. But I think when you look at the shows like, you know, the reality TV shows and the god awful Emily in Paris and the amazing bull type minus this social media bubble that we just gives us anger and rage you know what going back to that the annoying thing is is that actually if you were a social media director in a top magazine your job would actually be really cool you'd be getting to go to cool photo shoots you'd be going with film crews to capture content for your social channels there's so much stuff that they could have shown her doing yeah and they just i mean i think in like the second or third episode or something there's one instance where she hires this new girl to her team and the girl starts tweeting, ironically, inappropriate stuff. And she fires her, I think. And then that's yeah. literally it. You never see her do any other actual social media work. No, she doesn't do any editing. No, I don't see I don't see her creating graphics or researching hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad though, because they could have actually made that a really interesting insight into the world. Yeah. But I don't don't see her creating UTM codes either. And can actually we just add that she uses Twitter a lot and isn't Twitter kind of dying? Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah, her big Mm. focus is Twitter. She's all about the Twitter. Anyway, we digress. But is this what doctors feel like watching Grey's Anatomy? I reckon so. I I mean, I'd love to hear from like an actual surgeon and hear what they think about it. Do they even watch it? Is it too much? Because I feel like they're probably like me watching Emily in Paris. They're just like, (laughs) that would never happen. This is annoying. Meredith Grey, you suck. Yeah, probably. I think I've read this before that surgeons just don't watch these kinds of TV shows because it makes them so angry, especially the early Grey's Anatomy when they were always sneaking off into all on call rooms to, you know, do the dirty. I know, but I love the few, like, I reckon season one to five of Grey's is brilliant. I mean, Love I'm not going to lie, I'm re-watching it again from the beginning. Oh, maybe I need to do that. Oh, do it. Join me on the journey. It's so fun. But I know, like, 
my husband, he watch, he's a tree surgeon and he does like survival courses and things and he heckles the TV when he sees some things like people cutting down trees or doing some kind of like survival expert something or other. He even heckled Frozen huh? when Christoph makes an ice anchor with rope. Okay, that's a bit extreme. He, I know, but... But it it literally can't just be us. I think it's anyone in a profession that's watching something on TV to do with their profession. This must be a thing. I don't think we're the only people out there. But I think as per all the things that we've talked about, because social media is so open and so accessible, it gives us rage when people make it look like it's like the easiest thing on the planet to do. And you get these like amazing results like instantly and you get to go work in a Paris agency and work on these amazing luxury brands because that is just not the case yeah and also I think uh, a lot of them the ones that do it particularly annoyingly badly are confusing being a social media manager or a social media expert in whatever with being a social influencer yeah two totally different things good point yeah anyway on that note I think it would be really interesting to hear from people whether you agree with us or whether you think we're just being really, really ranty about (laughs) shows that are actually quite good. Or if there are any other shows that we missed out and you would also like us to rant about. I am more than happy to do that. Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on other shows because there must be loads that talk about varying different things to do with social media that we've not included here we've only done a handful haven't we so we have we can we do have. a second episode with more <laughs> oh we'd be more than happy to do that yeah so get in touch in the usual ways uh social unicorns ldn at gmail.com you can find us on instagram as well and our facebook community but until next time when we will be ranting about something else i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> see you later <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>